the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shea. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now, and thanks for joining us on this Saturday afternoon, a momentous Saturday. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving holiday. We, we do. Yes, absolutely, yeah, yeah, Dr. Mark. Yeah. No, very excited to be here today. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving with your family. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's my favorite holiday, I have to say. Is it? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's not a lot of uh, pressure for presents. Yeah. And, and Christmas you really get is still around. my favorite, but really? I love yeah. Thanksgiving, too. Yeah, no, this is really yeah. this really yeah. tops it off. So I'm and also, pretty... Dr. Mark, before we get going, I wish, want to wish you a very happy birthday today. Why, thank you very much. And that's uh, probably half the reason I like Thanksgiving so much, right? Because everybody birthday- comes. They always falls on Thanksgiving. It's kind of around Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah, it was the it's awesome. the Saturday, not the Thursday yeah. this year. But some some years we do uh, have have a double celebration. So well, thank I you wish very much. You thank happy birthday much. and many many more. I appreciate that so right. much. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. We can uh, get back to some of the COVID chat. I know last yep. week we really didn't have a lot to talk about. We've got right. a few things, but yep. but I was I was talking with friends and they were kind of reminiscing about the last two years and are we ever going to be out of this? And I, I go back to if we plot out the number of minutes that we've spoken about COVID since January of this yeah. year, it has really drifted yeah. downward, and I'm excited to hear that because I think that correlates with, you know, the problems that we're having with it. Well, we're in our 40-something show. I think I lost count, but it's yep. 42 or 3 or 4. Right. And uh, I think we've never missed not talking about it on a show oh, no, yet. No, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think yeah. we've ever done less than a full segment. we started segment. January yeah. 23rd of this year. Right, right. Yeah. So we've that's always been a topic that's yep. been one yep. to four segments, and right. so now now we're, I think we're going to do about half a segment yeah. and move yeah. on. Because really the, the biggest news uh, in the last couple of weeks has been that the COVID-19 booster shot from yes. Pfizer has been approved by the FDA for and 18 Moderna. and up. And Moderna, yeah. that's and right. Moderna. Yeah. And that helps because that did, there was a lot of confusion about that. Yep. You know, and assuming that CDC comes on board with that, which, uh, you know, I'm sure they will, that that takes away right. the confusion about, yeah. I got the Pfizer, can I get right. the Moderna, can I mix and match? Right. And, and they've you know, approved it available. for everyone over age 18. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I guess they didn't throw it down to the 16 with Pfizer. Or the 12. Or, yeah, yeah. Certainly. Well, yeah. that's still, yeah, because that's still emergency, right? That's not right. full. Right. So they, yeah. they wouldn't go there, but... Yeah. It's going to be interesting, and I think there are people out there getting getting those extra doses. You know what's interesting? I have spoken to several people lately. You know, I had the two Pfizer shots right. in January and February, mm-hmm. and I had the booster October 23rd. Right. I had no effect of the first two shots, right. but the booster took me down. It did. It did. And several and you, and people you also have told the me the shot. same thing. Yeah, yeah, you had the flu shot I had that the same flu week. shot almost the same week. Yeah. 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 So that's And I've yeah. had several people tell me the same thing that they had no effect yep. on the first two shots, right. but the booster 
got them. Yep, yep, yep. And we did, and and you didn't miss a beat. I mean, we say we took no, you down. No, I really yeah, didn't. You didn't. Yeah, but, yeah. but it was. Uh, yeah, it's just one of these things where we're not going to be able to predict exactly yeah. where it's going to be. I just be. felt crummy for three or four days. Right, you know? right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, you can't. You can't tell anybody what's going to happen. No. Yeah, the, other can't. than you know, the vast, vast, vast majority just kind of get behind it, and there's a story to tell. Right. Maybe you know. I was at a luncheon the other day, and two people made the comment at the table. Well, yeah, the booster got me, but the first two it didn't affect me at all and i i I jumped in there and said well that's exactly what happened to me right gotcha so that was three people in the same luncheon yeah maybe maybe over the years we'll figure out uh what's really going on yeah Yeah. what's really going on but we we definitely don't know now well you know that there's a lot of myths out there too but and maybe you can clear this up if you have an effect of the vaccine does that mean you needed it more no, uh, that, I mean that. That's, if you people think that. Yeah, you know. yeah, they they do. Yeah. There there was some talk early on mm-hmm. that the reaction had to do with how active your immune system was. Okay, and so if you had no reaction, then perhaps you know your immune system wasn't even paying attention to it. And there's nothing okay. to back that up. It, okay. it makes. Common sense. It does make sense, but, yeah. But we have to understand there's more than one level of immunologic memory that vaccines bring up. Right. And so it really it really doesn't coincide. Now, I will say that folks that had severe reactions like myocarditis, pericarditis, they probably enacted their T memory cells, and they may actually have a better response to the vaccine than others. But again, we don't really know that. That's a theory right. taking what we do know about how the memory cells work in our bodies and how vaccines should work and just trying to put that together. But I don't right. want to claim that anybody has, has facts sure, to back that sure. up. But it, see, it does make sense. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. It does. It does. But there's so, so many, the vast majority of people have nothing. And that would tell you then that's not effective. And clearly it's ex- extremely effective vaccine. Yeah. So, okay. but yeah, the, the, there's more sort of political angles to this, yep. right? I mean, right. we've talked about the different groups that have said mandated vaccines. Or you're unemployed. Or you're unemployed. That's right. And the last one to make the news was Ascension of Florida. Or Ascension Health, uh, actually, yes, Ascension nationally. Health. Yeah. 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 And so that's this is uh, one of the, one of the uh, big hospital systems who had said everybody's got to get vaccinated to work or they'd be suspended. Right. And just... Uh, I they guess had it was, until November 12th. Right. And, and, and so the suspensions were supposed to go through. Yep. But... Here in Florida, now they've reversed. They've reversed it. that. Yep. They've yep. reversed that, and they don't. They don't want to. They don't want to make it a big political fight. And there are folks that can get out of it. And there's Ascension is pretty big up in Pensacola. I know they've got a, a big system yep, up they there. Do. They do. Um, I'm not sure where else in where else in Florida are they. I don't know that they've. I'm got not any sure other, they're yeah, anywhere yeah. else in Florida. Right, right. But, but I, I think, think it's other, interesting that a large system is now saying that. Well, we're going to take that back. We're not going to require you yeah. to be vaccinated or be terminated. Right. And, and, the same and that's thing. in lieu of the mandate that Biden has as of January 6th, if you yes, remember. Right. No, I know. Yeah. I, think, I think it's going to be politi- you know, yeah. politicized and it's going to go state Constant. by state. Constant. And basically, if you look at you know, what your governor's saying, there, there's going to be you yep. know, some, some change. Yep. But there's got to be a philosophy and an environment that's built up in these institutions, like in these big businesses. It's not just healthcare, right? It's yep. everything right. over anyone who has any, 100, any 100 employees yeah. or yeah. plus. That's right. 100 employees yeah. or more. That's right. So they're going to there's going to be a, a satisfaction by the leadership. Either they're going to want this or they're yep. not going to want this. And again, it makes it 
they're trying to make a ruling, but at the end of the day, it's going to be a personal decision. <laughs> and, and you know, that's kind of where Governor DeSantis is coming from. Right. He believes that people have enough sense to make decisions on how to be safe even right. during the pandemic. Right. And, 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 you know, I personally agree with that. But, um, you know, there are issues that come up that create unsafe environments for people right. as well. So I see so right. both sides yeah. of that coin. Well, I think when we're, we're yeah. comparing, you know, community safety versus individual safety, yeah. and it is, it's always going to be an issue. And we can yeah. we could have 20 people in here bringing up 20 different opinions, but they right. say like, well, you know, I have to wear a seatbelt right. um, or I have to wear a helmet yeah. in some states to, to ride your my own motorcycle. Good. Well, or, or it's also, you know, they would argue it's the, for the good of the community, right? right. So, and it's good right. for finance of, of health care and yep. all sorts of yep. different issues. So there's always more to it. And it's it's ever so easy when there's sort of some political angle or whatnot to build up an argument in either direction. Right. You know, it's right. why we're why we're a country that's 50 50 split down the middle every year for every election. And, uh, you know, I've been waiting Seems for some landslides. going a little in the other direction lately. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So it's it's really uh, it's hard to call it healthcare yeah. when when we get to this point and i would say that it's a, it's the rarity that our right. our political officials are healthcare experts right and you know to kind of switch uh, gears a little bit mm-hmm. dr mark there's constant legislation and administrative executive orders around healthcare the cost of health care, sure. the distribution of health care. Yep. And later on in the show, we're going to talk about health care equality versus health care equity. Yes. But before we do that, let's get into a little bit about what's really going on still with the Medicare. You mm-hmm. know, we're only 10 days until Medicare open enrollment, the annual enrollment period ends December 7th. Yeah, that's that bears repeating. So, yeah. yes, 10 yeah. days from from today, which is this airs on Saturday, yep. December 7th. 7th. Yep. Um, so on on December 7th, that'll be the last day that you can change your, your Medicare coverage right. and sign up for these these uh, policies that's that we've correct. been talking about for weeks. And that's whether you want to be straight Medicare with yep. a supplement or enter into a Medicare Advantage plan, mm-hmm. which is considered Medicare Part C. And if you don't act, you're just straight Medicare. Stay where you are. And yep. nothing changes. However, uh, there are some things that uh, we kind of hit on last week in the show is that the monthly premium for the Medicare Part B that normally comes out of your Social Security is going from one forty eight fifty to $170.10 right. beginning January. Right. And that was a very recent announcement. Yes. That's not something that only was came out discussed. two weeks ago. And, and the decision for that had to yep. be months in the making at least. Yep. 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 So that that I, I don't I'm not really I'm not really happy about well, that. Well, that's a 14.6 percent increase, right? And yet you're getting a anywhere between a 5.9 and a 6.5 percent increase in the cost, the cost of, of living, living in your Medicare under your Social Security benefits, right? But you know, so Medicare's net, net loss. It, it's a net loss is exactly right. Yeah. And you know there there are three reasons why. Uh, CMS, the Centers for Medicare Medicaid, is stating that these rising prices, they say that rising prices in utilization across the health care system that drive higher premiums year over year uh, that with these anticipated increases in the utilization of care. Right. And I can't yeah. can't argue that because yeah. we've talked about the cost of yeah. health care. The bottom line, what is spent every year right. is going up, up and up. Right. And what fuels that cost right. is, you know, where the expenditure is. 
but what what's going to answer that cost? And that's raising the prices of the that's premiums. Right. There's exactly. the money doesn't come from anywhere else. Right. the The problem is why. Where Where is that extra money being spent, and is it actually being spent on taking care of people or on the administration of taking care of people? Well, we know that 30% of the cost is administrative, 20-plus yep. percent is pharmacy cost, and that's right. really where the true rising costs to health care right. are. And and those those two things— And Medicare don't, fraud. They don't affect you know, We talked health. about fraud, too. Yep. Yep. Right, right, right. Yep. Billions. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's that's so that's the first one. Yep. But let's, and then gonna... the second one was mm-hmm. a statutory requirement to prepare for expenses such as spending trends like COVID-19 gotcha. and prior congressional action in the Continuing Appropriations Act, which was actually inaugurated in like 2005. Right. That limited uh, what we could actually increase the premium even when COVID-19 hit. Right, but so I would, now it's I, a catch up. Yeah, and so I right. would argue that the White House has thrown all the money into that 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 covers those things. Right. So why do we have to make the change here, yeah. a statutory change for a maybe we need, yeah. maybe we don't, when the White House is just going to write a check anyhow, that's just right. like they did in the last two years that's over exactly and over again. right, Doctor Mark. So so that's yeah. that's two down. That's two down, and the third <laughs> one really is the need to maintain a contingency reserve for un. Unanticipated increases in healthcare spending, and one of the things, particularly in drugs, they're talking about this Adahelm, right? Because they're because they're not fifty six thousand dollars a year. Yeah, but but I would argue that the the answer to that isn't get more money via CMS. It's right. pay less for that drug. And that whole thing with Adahelm, I think, is still to be determined. It is. Well, they have yeah. the, they pushed it back to get more studies, as opposed to uh, just saying, yep. well, well, maybe we can make yep. it cheaper. Yep. They're going to have to prove. That that's going to work. Yeah. Before and before we go to money. break, let me just mention uh, CMS Administrator Chiquita Brooks Lashure made mm-hmm. the comment: the increase in Part B premium for 2022 is continued evidence that rising drug costs threaten the affordability and sustainability of the Medicare program. Okay, I'll agree with that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you're listening to Healthcare Now: The Truth About U.S. Healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. Our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us, which, by the way, is a temporary email. We will be changing that in the future as we uh, continue to grow and uh, add to our communications. But Dr. Mark will be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now: The Truth About U.S. Healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. Take the answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. 
Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, ready for our second segment of talking about all things not COVID this time. Right. But we do have some uh, commercial stuff, the CVS message. Hit us up with that stuff. Yes, CVS announced uh, this past week that they're going to close 900 stores over the next three years. Yep. Now, I did a little research on that. CVS Pharmacy actually holds 9,600 retail pharmacy locations in all 50 states, the District of Columbia, and Puerto Rico. Right. So they're going to close basically 10% of their stores. Yeah, did they talk about why? Is it just uh, competition or... Well, it says that the company is going to close these stores and they're going to evaluate its in-person retail strategy with more consumers going digital. And in addition to that, they... claimed that they're going to CVS health plans, and you remember they bought Aetna. Right, they bought Aetna. uh, Plans to create three new store formats dedicated to primary care services, enhanced health hub sites for everyday health care needs, and traditional CVS pharmacy and retail stores. So CVS was one of the first groups that came came on the Mm -hmm. scene and said, we're going to have these clinics where you can walk in and you can see an extender. And, you know, Walgreens called the Minute Clinics. The Minute Clinics and Walgreens. Yes, just called them their yep. uh, they're, they're, they on-site, just, they're clinic. on-site clinics. Yeah, on-site clinics. And so yeah. they it flashed in the pan, yep. and it was gone, essentially. Yep. And so we're, we're looking at this reinvention. And when yep. I sit back and like, well, you know, people make mistakes, and, and yep. companies make mistakes. But how much money was just poured yep. down the toilet? on creating all this plan that I know there were people that advised to say this was going to be the best thing since sliced bread. And a lot of the medical folks out of fear were saying this is going to be awful. Well, how much money really went down? You know what I think, Dr. Mark, a significant portion of those patients that went to a CVS or a Walgreens clinic ended up in the ER anyway. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of why a health plan would say we need to reevaluate this. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't that make sense? And now CVS yeah. bought a health plan. Yeah, and now CVS bought uh, uh, Aetna. Aetna. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so you've got I don't I mean and maybe that's that's what the brains in the back room have said is, you know, we blew it here maybe yeah. if we have our own health plan. But yeah. it's just concerning I've said this before. Mm-hmm. We see Amazon doing a lot of things, but yep. Amazon... And we're going to talk about that in a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. They understand and master logistics. Yep. Getting item A to place from place A to place B, right? Right. That, they're amazing at that. Right. So CVS is great. You know, I mean, great there's company. one on every corner. Yeah. Well, it, right across yeah. the street from yeah. Walgreens. It, yeah. Wherever Walgreens goes <laughs> yep. or Publix goes, yep. Yep. either CV, CVS goes. Yep. yep. So the, yep. so it's definitely serving a niche, you yep. know, and it's not gone the way of Circuit City. I mean, it's still right. it's still out there. The, the stores are profitable, mm-hmm. but when they're expanding these ideas, yep. that's, I mean, that, yep. I, I have to say that that's well, probably where they're losing the money. And, and you know, the, I think two things uh, to address what you just said to follow up. First of all, I think COVID has changed the dynamics 
as to how people access health care and even get their pharmacy drugs. I mean, Amazon's got pill pack now. You don't even have to go to the pharmacy right. anymore. No, Amazon's going to yeah. crush that. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, I think that's a big part of it. And the second one is I'm just wondering if it's strictly just a cost-cutting situation for CVS. Maybe they've overbuilt and realized, yeah. well, you know, we can it's add possible. to our bottom line by closing 10% of our stores. Yeah, it's, it's difficult, though, because, you know, it, it, you're you're sort of admitting defeat in some perspective True. or overbuilt and and I would I would have to say sure we could say this is a covid thing but I don't feel like any of these companies are equipped to respond that rapidly I agree the, the decision agree. to close yeah. 900 yeah. stores was probably not a long a small time decision. coming right yeah. Yeah. and and yeah. if it was just covid I could see them saying well that's going to come back now right. if it's right. the digital marketplace which absolutely everybody's playing around with that you know best buy we'll have to talk about best buy at some some point they're they're redesigning a percentage of their stores to be set up for digital right and they're not going to be the same walk-in store they'll be same locations Mm -hmm. but they're not going to be the same store so like here in orlando if you go to the best buy nearest my house it's not going to look anything like the best buy near the studio exactly and you know uh, our listeners probably don't know this because in florida all these pharmacies are called cvs but in other areas some of them are called Long's Drugs. I did not know that. Navarro Discount Pharmacy and Drogaria Onofri. Really? Uh huh. I did not and, know. That. And those are probably in Puerto Rico, the yeah, Drogaria right. Onofri. But Long's Drug is all over the North and the, yeah. the Midwest. I did and not CVS know that. CVS owns good. that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So it'd be int- also interesting to see if that branding, how that correlates with how the 900 stores. Out. I agree. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I can't imagine any of the CVS's. That I see in Central Florida shutting down. I can't either. I mean, their parking lots are always, you know, get reasonable, reasonable fill. And, you know, I think, you know, and Walgreens kind of the same way. And Walgreens has been expanding their the size of their pharmacies. No question. So just that remodeling them. But, you know, from a personal standpoint, I can tell you, they built a new Publix about a mile, mile and a half from my house. Uh Oh, we we need sponsors here. That's right. (laughs) That's right. So uh, the CVS was about two and a half miles away. Yep. So what did we do? We transferred all our stuff to the pharmacy at Publix and we don't go to CVS anymore. Yep. No, I'm, tell, I'm telling you, you know, Publix is it's all uh, about convenience. Well, Publix has done a lot of very smart things. Yep. They haven't yep. jumped out in front and said, we're going to be the first to do this. Right. They took their time getting into the pharmacy world. They did. And they've also they kind of yep. maintained a certain size restriction. Yep. And they're they're doing great. Yep. You know, I mean, yep. it's it's really so it's fascinating. You've got your CVS Walgreens models that are kind of playing around. And and I guess was it. Yep. uh I guess it was CVS that dropped all tobacco products. Was that is that right? That's correct. Right, yep. and then Walgreens mm-hmm. chose not yep. to. Yep. Uh, right. And then and the the idea being that if people were walking in to get their health care, they were going into their clinic, yep. they're doing all these yep. things that they didn't want to have. Yeah, the, I believe Walmart dropped all tobacco products too. Oh, did they? I think so. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah so that there's there are a lot of changes, and I think the companies that have the ability to sit back a little mm-hmm. bit and see what direction things are going mm-hmm. instead of being the first at bat. I suppose that's yep. just, you know, how aggressive yeah. you need to be. Yeah, but, you know, I'm going to show my age here a little bit, Dr. Mark, but I think you, you'll you understand this. You remember the old Rexall pharmacies? Um, I'm going to say that I remember that name a little bit. <laughs> and, you know, this is a radio show, so nobody Those knows our were, ages. That's right. Those were everywhere. Yeah. And when I was a kid, 
Ah. There was no CVS or Walgreens. It was all Rexall drugs. What about Eckerd's? Eckerd's was another so one. Eckerd's yeah. became, was yeah. bought by CVS, correct? Eckerd's was bought by and CVS. Jack Eckerd yeah. right, uh-huh. was yep. a Floridian. Over in Clearwater. And we have the Eckerd College. Eckerd College yep. in Clearwater. And, yeah. and I don't yeah. want anybody to try to figure yeah. out my age because of that, because <laughs> I only know that yeah. because my dad had met Jack Eckerd. Yeah. So well, the reason I know about Rexall drug, my uncle, my dad's brother, worked for Rexall for hmm. 30 years. Wow. And he, he was one of their regional managers, gotcha. and he had hundreds of stores all over the southeast. The guy was he's, – he's passed now, but the guy was on the road constantly managing these stores for years and years and years. You know, it would be really yeah. interesting to talk to someone who was involved, you know, X number of years back and say, what did this look like? And seeing this you, transition. You walk into a CVS yeah. and yeah. Walgreens, and, yeah. and, I mean, did you ever think that you could get dog shoes at yeah. the – you know. Yeah. And, Clothing. But, yeah. yeah. Towels. So and they have this seen on TV section. Right. You've seen yeah, that? Yeah, I've seen on TV, yeah. sure. Pa- uh, baby diapers, the whole diaper section yep. and baby yep. stuff. No, it is. It's a... Cosmetics. It, it's a it's a general store. Yeah. Cosmetics. Yep. They have tons of cosmetics. And we're missing, like, one big huge thing they have. What's that? Liquor. That's right. Right. Most of them have a liquor wine. store right next door. You can buy wine in the store. In the store, you yeah, buy wine, you can buy wine, but right yeah. next door, yeah. they have yeah. liquor yeah. stores. Yeah. And then and now, not, not all, not all there is a section in CVS and Walgreens now that you can get food. You can buy milk there. Wow. And uh, the, yeah, you know they right. have a little yeah, freezer section, yep, yep, yeah, refrigerated absolutely. section. It's the isn't it interesting how the the model and the format has changed over the years? Because back in the old Rexall days, you had the little pharmacy where you could sit at the bar and order an ice cream cone. Oh right, right. Remember that? Yep. The, yeah. No, no, no. I don't. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but I've seen it on Happy Days. I don't know. That's right. Now that That's that right. could age me. The fact that I know what Happy Days That's is true. that that could yeah that could you that just could told on yourself, Doctor Mark. <laughs> <laughs> exactly on my birthday. Yeah. So we'll, right. let, we'll let that cat out of okay. the bag. Well, it's going to be kind of fascinating to see. You know, we're not going to sit here. What maybe we can do that one day is pre- our prediction on winners and losers. Uh, we could do I like, like a special New Year's edition. We'll come up with something and, on that. And, you yeah. know, winners and losers yeah. in healthcare. The ones, you know, what did we see fail in the previous year, and where do we think yeah. things are going? Yeah. Yeah. But the only caution there is people might think we know what we're talking about, That's and right. I certainly don't want to That's represent right. any future investment opportunities yeah. for anyone. Yeah. So. Well, I think the the thing that really sticks back with us here at Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare, is that we continually are seeing healthcare evolve. Yes. And yes. that's important. And you have to keep your eyes open to what those possibilities can look exactly. like. Exactly. And not just yeah. immediately say, yeah. that's a stupid idea. Yeah. Kind of right. take count to 10 that's and right. figure out where did it come yeah. from. And it's evolved, meaning getting a reining in on cost. Yep. Not only premium, but out-of-pocket cost. And also, are those costs truly driving good outcomes? I mean, Dr. Mark, you, you worry about that every day in your own right. med- medical practice. Well, I'll say that... That reigning in is is the dream. Yep. Uh, I think we're at the stage where we have realized as a healthcare group and as a governing body, we've realized that we can't go forward doing the same thing that we're doing. That's right. That the, the it's unsustainable. Yeah, the, the slope yeah. on expenditures yep. are too high. Way outpacing so, inflation. So but right now we're living through what should be the worst of it because we recognize it because it's so right. awful. Right. But we really don't have the solution. Right. And so, you know, 15, 20 years ago when the expenditures weren't so rapidly going up, mm-hmm. we were in a different place. Right. And hopefully in a few years we'll be in a different place because we'll see where 
where the corrections need to be made. Right. But right right now, this is this is a very difficult place to be, right. and this is why my the the argumentative statement I had when when Obamacare was being developed, and President Obama said we have the most expensive healthcare service in the in the world, yep. but not the best. Yep. And I, I agree, it's the most expensive, but I still feel it's the best. No question. I couldn't so agree how do with we you get more. back? Yep. Without losing being the best. And I, I don't think anyone is willing or thinking they're going to cut anything on yeah. being the best. And, and, you know, Dr. Mark, you, you really bring up a good point about being the best and the most expensive. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're twice as expensive as the next closest mature country. Right. But in reality, we do have the best health care in the world. And it is evolving. It is changing. And this show is all about helping our listeners become educated health care consumers and understand how to navigate our complex health care system. And it is really really complex very important and and but i think over the course of this past year we've touched on a lot of areas that need to be corrected and we'll continue to do so and and we talk about being the best in the world there's a large number of dollars especially in pharma that are being spent on the world but paid for right here in the united states and so that's a piece that we've we visited and i'm sure we'll we're going to come back to that time and time again yeah, we'll hit on a little bit more of that uh, once we go to break. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. And uh, our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us, which, by the way, is a temporary email. We will be changing that in the future as we uh, continue to grow and uh, add to our communications. But Dr. Mark, we'll be right back. Be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, and thanks for joining us on the Saturday afternoon. We've got segment three, and we wanted to jump back, circle back around, and talk a little bit more about pharma. We talked about pharmacy with CVS, yes, but we're talking about big pharma, big pharma, and, and, and the cost and of the big pharma, cost of big pharma. Yeah. You know the uh, the Biden administration in this America's Rescue Plan mm-hmm. uh, actually has some legislation in there to try and rein in the cost of pharma. Yep, specifically pharma, calling specific. it out. Now it really doesn't indicate the details, but Shocking. Oh, I know. Uh, (laughs) But it does state that that's one of their main goals. And now the pharma industry is pushing back, saying, if you do that, it's going to impact our research and develop in the future of new drugs coming on the market. Right. And this is lobbyist versus lobbyist. Of course it is. Right. Yeah. And so it's very, very important 
that we do identify and, and address these issues. Yep. But you're right. We need a plan. Yeah. And if they're going to do it like at a helm, that's not a plan. That ain't a plan. <laughs> well, except for the fact, it, well, in a sense, for CMS to come out and say, mm-hmm. we ain't dealing with it. We're not buying it. That's right. That that is a little bit of, of an appropriate action that might get yep. something because because yep. you're talking about a company that's spent a lot of lot of money and they were expecting Billions. to get billion lots and yep. lots more, yep. Yep. and so that that may get them to start th- yep. thinking about what they're yep. doing here. And and you know though I, I understand the the American Pharmaceutical Association lobby sure. is the largest, largest lobby in the world. Yep, and they spend a lot of money on legislators to make sure they vote the way they want them to yep. vote to protect. Right. Their industry, right. and I get that. Yep. I, I have no issue with that. What I have issue is when it's harmful to the American public. No, oh, and it's going to be because yep. they account for twenty percent of the expenditures. That's right, and it's and growing. Just it's just too much. Yeah, they say by 2030 it'll be 25 percent. Yeah, it's going to be the a total huge cost of a health plan. Right, and and the total cost is going up. Yeah, so yeah. so the the dollar per dollar growth on pharma yeah, industry, yeah, the whole pie is increasing. Right. But and, right. and it is no shock. I'd say the only thing that's a bit shocking is we haven't talked about the cost of the vaccines, um, and and good we, point. You know the the companies. Are profiting, and I'm not saying they shouldn't. Yep. But it's a very interesting model. I'd like it maybe a year or two before we get yep. full exposure of dollars yep. in, dollars out. But could this be a model that we can follow through that, with other things? That's an interesting you know? comment, Doctor Mark. Because I'll do a little research on Pfizer, Moderna, and J and J stock, and next week we'll bring it to our listeners and right. see how these have been impacted by these vaccines. Well, I can tell you that. that have you uh, looked at that? Yeah, the the, yeah. Fi- the Pfizer stock hasn't really fluctuated that much. Okay, um, and I mean I really haven't looked at the others, mm-hmm. but it was kind of funny. I mean, year, years and years ago, I would buy some stock and then sell some stock. Mm-hmm. Usually, hold on to a couple of shares. Right, I had literally. Uh, twenty shares of Pfizer, mm-hmm. and I hadn't even remembered that I that I had it. Even when, owned it. You know, that yeah. I even owned it, <laughs> and I hadn't really paid attention mm-hmm. to it. And then this was literally well into the vaccine being. I thought, oh man, maybe that jumped. And but it, I don't think it yeah. was. It, I think it went up thirty percent at one point, and then pulled back. And then some it came back down. Now yeah. they've got this oral medication. Yep. that the is pill. for yeah for that. Well, the, the pills too broad a yep. subject now. That's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> but no, but yeah, but it's so not something, a vaccine. Something like yep. yeah, something yep. like Tamiflu ish. Right. Um, right. Where if you get in, infected, you this get should infect shorten the right. right. And it's right. not a monoclonal, monoclonal injection. It's supposed to keep you ninety percent out of the hospital. Right. I believe it was. So so hopefully that. That and combined with vaccines is going to be the total answer. Yep. But so financially, back at the stock exchange, mm-hmm. you know, what's that going to do to the yep. Pfizer stock? Yeah. So well, see here, we're talking about big pharma and end up talking about vaccines again. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Well, that's that's, <laughs> that's like right. the, the biggest biggest in the news, I guess. So that's we kind right. of th- throws, throws us right down that same path. Right. Well, you know, Dr. Mark, let's talk about something else. Yeah. You know, uh, here we are two days past Thanksgiving with the holidays on us. Let's talk a little bit about how to stay healthy during the next five weeks, travel, holiday activities, spending time with the family, yeah. friends, parties, theme parks here in Central Florida that we can enjoy, schools out for a couple weeks, right. and so many other things to do and enjoy during the holidays. No, it is. What's you know, your thoughts on all that? You know, back in, when I was in school, people always talked about you know how the holidays, they'd put on so much weight. 
Yep. And, you know, yep. when I was in school and yep. when I was in the military, it just didn't happen. Yep. And there was, then, a, there was the, an interesting thing on, I'm, well, yeah, you mentioned ahead. weight. Yeah. Let me uh-huh. mention this. There was an interesting thing on Facebook the other day. It said, on Wednesday, roll your scale back 10 pounds for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of yeah, cute. Yeah, that's, an, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah but when, when you get into the, the work environment, you realize that extra food that shows up. You know, and you can sort of see that. And so let's just say over the holiday period, you know, we, we, we're going to indulge a little bit more. We're going to eat a little, little bit more of what we don't mm-hmm. usually. And right. let's say you put on three pounds. No, no, it's three pounds. Right. But 10 years from now, that's 30. That's right. And I think that's the key issue with balancing, you know, enjoying ourselves, and it's going to happen. But understand that on the other end of this, instead of just making that New Year, most famous New Year's resolution is I'm going to lose some weight, is actually have a plan to eat right. Nobody and loses be fit. weight during the holidays. Nope. Oh no, 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 no way. I, yeah, I ate too I, many I dark chocolate covered cherries personally. Yeah. But yeah, the dark chocolate though, it's good for you. Those are awesome. So if you eat a whole bunch of them, I ate a whole box. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, we won't talk about the sugar that's going around oh, those cherries, but <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, I think that's one of the one of the things. Um, I think you know, I'm really hopeful that this year people get to spend more time with their families yep. than they did yep. last year. They say nearly 50 million people are going to be traveling during the holidays. Yep. So it's it's yep. close to getting yep. back to the norm. Yep. But I, last year was really tough on mental health. Yep. Uh, this year's been difficult too. But during yep. the holidays, that's always a difficult time. Yep. And so add to that what the restrictions have been with COVID. Yep. So I'm hopeful that you know, this year that's that's going to be considerably better. Right. Uh, when when you travel, uh, you know, I don't know that I'm going to ever get on an airplane without a mask moving forward. I don't know if you will. You right know, now not you just won't. for COVID. <laughs> that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, not for COVID. That's right. I mean, just, right. I mean when, when I was doing a good bit of traveling, every, I'd say, Four legs of uh, travel. Yeah. I'd come. I'd come down with a cold. Sure. So. So that's that's one. Anytime you spend three hour flight, you, this is a good chance you're going to get a cold. Yep. Yep. I remember that for years and years in my travel. Yep. So. So I'm hopeful that uh, you know that that's something to look out for. Yeah. And then when you're certainly on the road, you know, stick with the hand washing. Yep. Yep. Nobody's social distancing anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. I you're, know. You're I flew have to back really... from Vegas a few years ago, six mm-hmm. hour flight, and I nearly had pneumonia when I got home. <laughs> <laughs> they just get, take you right to the ICU. <laughs> When you get off the plane. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, the other thing, Dr. Mark, mm-hmm. with kids out of school, I'm hoping that employers will give their employees time during these holidays, whether it's Thanksgiving, whether it's Christmas or New Year's, to spend more time with their family. Because I think we've been under such a stressful world for the last couple of years. People need to kind of. Uh, what do you call, call it? Decompress. Decompress. That's a, that's the word I was looking for. And I, I just hope that people really enjoy and are thankful for these holidays yep. and thankful for their family and friends. Nope. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more, Larry. Yep. Okay. Hey, we, we need to jump back in. We've talked about them earlier today. We talked about Amazon. Yep. And, you know, we've uh, – I don't want to – go all the way back in the early Amazon endeavors into medicine, right. which uh, kind of didn't pan out, but it really wasn't the Amazon side that didn't work. Right. So Amazon has continued to grow in this area, and they're going to have some home runs. I, I don't, I don't doubt it. Massive growth with yep. Amazon. You know, based on Amazon's recent partnership and their move into what they call digital health space, 
IT market intelligent platform uh, gives them many new things to do. And there's seven things that I want to talk about here for a few minutes with you, Dr. Mark, about what Amazon is really doing. Yeah, let's go over them. Number one, they're building a health services business for clients by offering telehealth pharmacy services. Mm-hmm. Well, telehealth and, and pharmacy services. And, yeah. and pharmacy. Telehealth yeah. pharmacy. Telehealth pharmacy and diagnostics. Right. That's that's really the first one. Uh, and as you know, they unveil their the first COVID-19 lab that was available through Amazon Prime which uh, analyzed tests with their own Amazon yeah, prescription they, lab. Yeah, they own, they, yeah, they, they yep. constructed uh, their own or uh, constructed and acquired right. and, uh, a lab and they so they're basically they testing. Ver- yeah. vertically yeah. integrated. It's like right. all, all one-stop right. shop. Right. And again, logistics, right. right? They can get it specimen recipient gets their their kit, goes right, right back to Amazon, stays in one right. system, it's going to yeah. work. And this all falls under what they call their Amazon Care product, which according to this report, the lab can offer more than just COVID diagnostic testing sure. now, such as imaging, diagnostic imaging. Uh, and it's also going to strengthen its direct contracting market with health systems and employers. Yep. Yeah, I don't know how the imaging is going to work. I don't know. I'm going to have to hear some report because yeah. there's certain things you're going to... Because it's not an imaging, it's a lab. Yeah, yeah. It's not a. I mean, if it's a physical place where the clients are going to go, and yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't either. And then, of course, Amazon is growing their enterprise sales with what they call their Amazon Web Services for Health. And they recently unveiled their relationship called Health Lake and Amazon Connect and more. And some of these large. Health systems have actually engaged Amazon and even some of the other systems like Cerner, right. Atlanta-based Piedmont Healthcare. That's huge in yep. Atlanta. Yeah, well, let's go back. So Cerner's okay. a, a huge electronic medical records yeah, an company. EMR system, right? correct. Yeah, and Piedmont Health in Atlanta. Piedmont Health is a group. large health system. And then Chicago-based Rush University Medical Center yep. has also uh, taken on this Amazon Web Services. Yep. Yep. Interesting. So I, yeah, and they'll 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 I'm sure they're going to, you know, publish outcomes and follow things. It's going to I'm glad so in this case they're they're engaging societies that have nurses and physicians, you know, care right. care delivery folks because initially they were when they were in Washington state and started out in the their their Seattle side, they were yep. hiring individuals and and, and, and the and, Amazon services were just for their own employees. Right. Well, the no, web well, serve, the health well, piece. But when they yeah. when they they launched in Seattle, they actually went public, right. and then they could they could do they were doing a lot That's of right. home care things. So you know this is this is a different yeah. different angle. But Amazon is a company that is obviously big enough to have a lot of directions that they can go in. So a lot this, of core not, businesses not they have, yeah. Right. And and then, you know, you talk about, we, we've talked many times about remote patient monitoring. Mm-hmm. Amazon's looking at uh, uh, their IT service, such as wearables and home monitoring yep. services. And they've even tied with Alexa voice activation. And they're working with not only uh, Atrium Health in North Carolina, but also Boston's Children's Hospital. Right, in the Harvard system. Yeah, yep. in the Harvard system, yeah. Uh, you know, the Amazon Web Services is likely to grow its enterprise healthcare cloud market as well. Mm-hmm. And they're incredibly secure. I mean, yes, that's where I've that's got it. some products yep. on, on AWS because of right. their their security, their redundancy. So in that space, I, there's there's really no one that equals what they do. Right. And, you know, they've, they've also uh, bulked up their branded medical device offerings. Uh, and they did this back in 2018. And, you know, by offering things like wireless 
wireless continued glucose monitoring and blood pressure cuffs. All of these devices are interoperable with the Amazon Choice app and the even the Apple app. Yep, yep. Yeah, you get one of these devices yeah. and you start using them and there's some other companies under different labels and all of a sudden you look if you look at your health app on your on your iPhone, it actually it, it linked up and, and right, it's it's right. keeping a record. Yep. It's a little it's a little spooky. I got to tell you, it's, I mean, it, it's, it is. It seems invasive, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, there's yeah. there's got there's going to be a line, and I know a lot of people are a little worried about that. But I think we, should, we have to just pay attention because yeah. where do we draw the line? Yeah. You're listening to Healthcare Now: The Truth About U.S. Healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. Our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us. US, which, by the way, is a temporary email. We will be changing that in the future as we continue to grow and add to our communications. But Dr. Mark will be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997 working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. And after listening back to that last thing, it, maybe we're uh, is Amazon supporting us yet? I mean, they really uh, are. We need we're gonna, a, we we're need talk a about sponsorship from Amazon. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. You know, maybe. the last thing, Doctor Mark, on Amazon is obviously uh, their uh, healthcare partnerships include their Apple Watch and Google Fitbit, and uh, all the wearables and the connectivity oh, yeah. with uh, healthcare products. Uh, I think that's going to be one of Amazon's biggest strengths. Yep. Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to sort of boil out to be which wearable is is able to keep up with all the the added things. Um, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of technology jumps, and but this is the beauty. This isn't Amazon technology. It's Amazon logistics. Exactly. It's bringing it in, and they're not yep. saying, well, we'll take care of Apple, but we can't take any care of any, anything else. Right. They're going to bring in the ideas that, that come along. And they also, you know, they've, they've got this, this health care process, yep. and they've got good people trying to figure it all out, and they were, they're looking for large groups to test this in. Yes. And, and they so sold a big one. They did. They did. Yep. They actually they, they sold their virtual medical services to Hilton. So Hilton, it's, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, so they're they're going to have Amazon Care business yep. and for all of their employees. The entire... It'll, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. The entire book of their Amazon Care business will be available to all Hilton employees beginning January 1. Yep. So, so that's going to be that's going to make news, and that's and, news. and that's going to be important yeah. for them to grow and, yeah. and figure it all out. Well, let's move away from the the yep. corporate world um, and wait for that call yep. from uh, Amazon to see yep. how they can support us more. Sure. Because um, uh, well, let me know. bring up a, a topic, Doctor Mark, that mm-hmm. I know is is near and dear to you because I, I know you and we've been friends for a long time. But our listening audience 
uh, we want to help you understand. You hear the term health equality and you hear the term health equity. Well, let's talk about what those mean and what the implication is for us as American health care consumers. Right. I mean, I think I think the basis of Mm -hmm. this is we have to recognize that the delivery of good health care is not the same for every individual. It's not a one-stop shop. Nope. Um, So depending on who you are, you know, where you live, what language you speak, what kind of job you have, the level of availability of health care is not the same. What your resources are. Yep. Yep. So so there are all these things that that promote a a division because – of health inequities, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So, so that's that's the basis of it that and, we, we and have Dr. to recognize. Mark, that's a that great uh, entry to this because you really hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. It's not one size fits all. Nope. It's not one model for everyone, and and you really explain that even better than what the definitions are. Good, so, why don't you go through the thing. definition yeah. real quick? Well, so health equality essentially means that everybody is getting exactly the same thing. Right. Right. So if if I'm having an issue with my heart, my access to health care is no different than the random person that lives in a small town in Oklahoma. Right. Who has a has a minimum wage job in a with, rural with no community coverage. hospital. Right. Yep. And and what has always struck me as amazing is when you look at outcomes for different things, let's say for heart surgery, same operation, you know, same type of physical condition patient but just go to different places that may not even be that far away from each other, mm-hmm. and the outcomes can be incredibly different. Incredibly different. And so the idea is you don't have health equality if that's the setup, right? right? And health equity means mm-hmm. that you're going to give people what they need to reach the best possible outcome, yep. that it doesn't matter what their income is or right. their race is or their educational level, that their outcomes for a kidney transplant should be just as good as someone who has got a Ph.D. and lives in New York City and has, and a, has a good home. job. Right. Yeah. And so we are a million miles away from that target. Way away from health yep. equity. Yep. And, and the again, we've we talked about this in, in, in the expenditure side, the first step is the conversation to recognize and agree that this is an issue and it's an issue that can be dealt with. Well, one of the big terms, Dr. Markin, you know, uh, you you really explain health equity well because it's all about outcomes. It's all about giving that person what they need to get to the best outcome for whatever they're dealing with. And it's that simple. And really, when you're talking about the inequity, not equity, but inequity, is you're looking at social determinants of health. Absolutely. In other words, what are their income? Right. What are their resources? Mm-hmm. What are their living conditions? Mm-hmm. What are their food security? What are their transportation? Right. What are their mental health issues? Yep. Uh, you and know, and isolation. And their genetics, their ethnicity. Yes. Because that yes. relates to yes. not just poor outcomes, but, but right. the propensity to right. certain diseases. Yep. Right. So we have to look at the the individual and figure out how we're going to take this this infinitely number of different individuals and get them through the healthcare process out the other side with the same outcomes. Now, I know this is, you know, we're talking 
looking at statistically, Correct. there there are there are bad outcomes in great situations and great outcomes in bad of situations. Of course. So we're we're looking at the overall numbers. How do we design our system? to address yep. these things yep. and, and make sure that it goes the extra mile in the areas where, where we're going right. to fall on our face and, and fail. Right. And, you know, we developed a, a value-based IQ program mm-hmm. to help our physicians transition into this new model of value-based care versus right. uh, fee-for-service medicine with no outcome and also looking at all these social determinants of health. I think most health plans today have also incorporated social determinants of health into their model. They do, and yeah. I think that that's, that's where the, the conversation has now jumped to some action, mm-hmm. uh, because when, for reimbursement, for instance, yep. um, they are looking at you know, how critically ill a patient is, which may indeed relate to some of the social determinants of health, mm-hmm. and they're going to reimburse more for a patient who's having a inguinal hernia repair but has these other comorbidities. Right, right. And so the next step is going to be able to address, well, let's let's not just recognize that they have hypertension and diabetes. Let's also recognize their socioeconomic group or their race Absolutely. and, and that, that they're at higher risk for having a bad outcome. Yeah. So we, we recognize it, but now what are we going to do about yeah. it? Well, it's interesting that Medicare and Medicaid through CMS, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid, they have come up with five things that they're actually already doing to address health equity. Mm-hmm. And the first one, Dr. Mark, is communicating with members using the methods and channels they prefer. That's really important. Right. You can't make somebody open an account in your portal. That's right. I mean, portal sign up. And if I think all the portal they don't have, have broadband or even yeah. Internet. Right. So yeah. so you can stay all day long and say, why do they keep missing their appointment? And yeah. the reason they're missing their appointment is yeah. they don't have yeah. access to what they need to yeah. enter the portal. And some prefer emails. Some prefer mm-hmm. text messages. Other people prefer phone calls. Right. And, and again, I think it's really important, you know, under this America's Rescue Plan, and we try to stay out of the politics, one of the big things there is building a broadband system across the United States where every single person has the availability of the Internet. Yep, yep. And there are lots of lots that of part government I do based, agree with. Yeah, lots of government-based yep. programs yep. that make sure that everyone can get a cellular phone yep. in their hands, right? Yep. And that's I really mean, the yep. second thing that uh, CMS is trying to do is what they call closing the digital divide mm. by adding this broadband. Right, right. So that's that. Yep. The, fi- the 5G. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, well, the 5G, exactly. Uh, and they're saying that right now this broadband coverage has only been increased about 10% in the last five years from yep. where, other than if you buy it. Right, right. You know. Yeah, and it is. It's going to be a yeah. slow grow because the way the technology works. Right, right. And there's always the other side. I mean, there are folks that are going crazy that we're we're going to add this broadband that, that's going to cause all sorts of terrible diseases yep. and yep. mutations yep. and whatnot. Yep. So we're fighting fighting that sure. fight, too, to try to get to the right place. Right. Well, let me throw another one at you. Mm-hmm. Providing meal kits to low-income families to address this food uh, insecurity and health food access. You know, it's interesting. We have 80 million people in America on Medicaid. 44% of Medicaid members state that they either don't have enough access to food or they need food and can't get it. Yeah. I mean, I, that food insecurity term is something yep. that was introduced to me through one of our uh, 
one of our groups here in town that okay. that the way they measure their metrics to getting food to those who have food insecurity is, is that they the Daryl Armstrong thing? No, no, no. That's, oh, no, that's it's, a different no, one. No, this yeah, this is the uh, this is the big food food bank here in town. Oh, okay, so, okay. So the way they address this is they look at their population that they're that they're covering, and their population grows depending on where they where they cover stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is Second Harvest, you know, yeah, which Second I Harvest lo- lo- food love bank. to yeah. plug. I mean, yep. an amazing yep. organization, amazing. So they calculate out the number of meals that those individuals. Mm-hmm. Are supposed to get, okay. and then they have a meal deficit, and their metrics, their how they measure their progress, is on how many gaps they're filling. Like, okay, this was our, this was the number of missed meals that we had when we started X number of years ago, and this is where we are now. And just looking at that, I mean, it gives you a real sensation of what this is. It's not like, oh, well, these people are sicker or they need to, they're, you know, they're, they're not able to get meals. You're actually saying, you can really feel what that is. That's interesting. You know, how many meal gaps are there that they have to close. Right. And, and Medicare so says close, that 44% of those 80 million people yeah. have some type some of food type of, insecurity. Yeah, some type of yeah. number. Yeah. So so addressing it in that way, not addressing it by dollars or calories or just saying yeah. how many meal gaps. And, you know, some of the, the biggest successes they've had is school-age kids yep. going to school and we're like, okay, these great. Food pantries. We've got, you know, we've got these. Uh, yep. We've got free lunch at yep. school. Well, well not what only do you, what that, do you have food on the pantries during the holidays yeah. and weekends. Right. So yep. then, then they started. Yep. Uh, they started realizing that that you know some of these kids didn't want to be seen getting food. Right. And so they literally had programs yep. where they would have people that walk in and, and put food in their backpack. Yep. Well, Dr. Mark, let me, let me tell you, you know, I was uh, on the business advisory board of Seminole County Public Schools for a uh-huh. dozen years. And while I was there, one of the school board members who is no longer a school board member, Dee Dee Schaffner, she started the food closet program for Seminole County Schools, Mm -hmm. and it has grown today to be one of the most important aspects of learning in the Seminole County School Systems. That's, These it, kids carry home backpacks full of food right. on holidays and weekends. And during the summer, once a week on a Thursday, they can come to a selected uh, food bank in mm-hmm. one of the schools and get more food for their family. Yeah, that's And put that whole program together. I tell you, you know, th- I think this is a great wrap up. It just is. Beyond, just yep. beyond Thanksgiving, yep. coming into the Christmas yep. holidays and, you know, the idea of giving and, and supporting your, your fellow fellow humans. Absolutely. And and I think when we talk about yep. health equity and we talk about yep. missing meals, yep. uh, things that we can really, really get into and have success with. Yep. And those of us that are fortunate enough to give, keep giving. I mean, it's, it's, well, we're, it's we're the greatest thing we can do. We're in the holiday season, the season of giving. And Dr. Mark, great being with you today. Great conversation. Our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us, which, by the way, is a temporary email. We will be changing that in the future as we uh, continue to grow and uh, add to our communications. Absolutely. See you next week. All right. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.